words. Take my hand. Now open your mind to me. Please. Open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Many apologies for totally bizarre technical glitches before the break. I think those troubles are behind us now, but I don't think I gave Coach Vandermeer justice. I won't uh, belabor that story, but I had been talking about how when a very important thing, and this relates to the next story I want to talk about, about not having plea bar- about having plea bargains is, or somebody gets killed in the, in the perpetration of a crime or goes and suicides behind that thing, like these mass shootings, very, very, very few, very few of these big impact stories are uh, adjudicated in a court of law. And the few that are, it's not, live streaming it's you do not see what is going on and what the problem with that is you are told the circumstances you are told the facts that led to this unacceptable outcome and you are led to embrace a policy solution that you would not otherwise embrace it's the old Rahm Emanuel doctrine If you have a trial by jury, you vet the facts, you vet the facts, and then you see what the real problems were. And if it was, it could not, it may be in many cases, not a failure of the law, but a failure in the execution of the law, in which case that's a very different solution from, from there's a failure in our fundamental legal principles. And I believe that our fundamental legal principles are sound and that they work with our foundational documents and that if you mess with them, you really are going to mess with the ability to protect yourself from government. This is supposed to be a self-limiting government. It's not really self-limiting. It's a pushback. It's a pushback government. They can't get away with this stuff. So this this thing with the college admission scandal seems like a complete scam and abuse of power to me i don't know what policy agenda they're trying to push here but with this stanford coach there was no financial loss to the university i don't even know if anybody benefited whatsoever the coach didn't benefit he just gave the money to his program like he was supposed to this guy singer walked away in this one case with six and a half million dollars so that guy is the perp yet the fbi sits with him and tries to take down these other people and dime on a dollar, there's going to be a policy agenda coming out of this. Could be free college, right? It could just be the socialist yeah. agenda. I mean, Binkley, you saw this. Uh, I mean, you've d- dug into this with me, and I think that you see what, I, what I'm saying here. Like, there's something up. They're going to call for a change to the complete university system, probably. Yeah, and admissions. Uh, they've already started messing with the SATs in a way where it yeah. it talks about like it adds points for like where you came from yeah which is all already in the admissions process and let me tell you i i my origins 
had challenges in getting, I understand completely that people with privilege, people born to the manor are at an incredible advantage every step of the way, because starting with sending you to the right schools, teaching you how to take tests, telling you how to behave in an interview, uh, having connections to get you internships so it doesn't look like you work for daddy, but you're working for daddy's friend, but there's no paper trail for that. All these things I faced. I dropped out of high school. I went to community college and I ended up at Harvard 100% in my opinion, A, because I had that kind of moxie, but really none of that mattered. None of that would have meant anything. Dropping out of high school and going to community college isn't amazing unless you get like great scores on the SATs. You know, like you have to have that entree and that is there. And if you start messing with that, it's not going to be progressive. It's going to be regressive. Yeah, it's like equity of test scores. Everybody has a right to the same test score. Right, but almost. it's your only hope of clawing your way out of the gutter is yeah. if you are going to be useful to the machine. You know, you want them to give you the hand up and take their chances that you're going to help them. I mean, that's what it's all about. They want you with them. I mean, it's it's about feeding the machine. It's about producing for them. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. I, I like the free market system. I, want, I liked being a banker. I worked my butt off and I got paid for it. And they were right to pick me because I had the capacity to produce for them. But they wouldn't really have known that if everybody, then after me, like everybody got 1600s and I was scratching my head trying to find people to recruit into my investment banking firm because everybody had 1600s. Yeah, it, the, the new SAT thing is going to be called an adversity score. It's like a sliding I, scale based yeah. on your background, which say, has nothing to do with actual education. And I would like to know what my adversity score would be compared with Stacey Abrams, for example. Interesting. Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, my guess is I would score as having less adversity. And let me just tell you, there. I mean, I have eight brothers and sisters, and, and I can tell you every single one of them I mean, some of them made it, some of them didn't, but they, it was, uh, it was just tooth and nail fighting to, and it's because like, I just see it as like immigrants, our grandparents were immigrants and they come, they, both of my grandmothers were maids. And then did I ever tell you this when I was applying for JP Morgan, a job at JP Morgan, I said, Oh, my mother was a maid for JP Morgan. My grandmother was a maid for JP Morgan. And she said the downtown office. I said, no, the person. <laughs> yeah. My grandmother, oh, wow. Yeah. My grandmother only would work where they had a lot of books. So she was a maid at Cornell so that she could have access to the library. And she was a maid at J.P. Morgan, who was famous for his book collection, I think. But she, anyway, she thought he would have some books, and he did. And um, so she educated herself. But then her children were uh, had kind of trades. My mom became a practical nurse. My dad was um, a meat cutter, and then he owned a gas station and had three heart attacks, so he didn't hit the wave of the oil crunch in the 70s, so he didn't really benefit from that. But he had a chance to, you know, his father had been an entrepreneur, and he had a chance to build on that. And then from there, you kind of get mainstreamed, and you can claw your way out if you do well on those tests, which they have so they can see what your aptitude is for producing and and yeah. producing and consuming have to go hand in hand especially in a free system i like it and it would seem that this new adversity score would harm people who come from uh hard places and overcome 
more than anybody else. It's This is an age-old question that people, uh, some people lose sight of and some people don't. Is And there's va- validity to different, I think there's validity to the different interpretations of it. But is adversity, is uh, is the classism, is, is Marxism, Marxism focused on economic problems, cultural Marxism focuses on identity, which is something that cannot be, quote, remedied. I mean, it's not, it's not an illness, yeah. so I would not like to call it remedied, but to the extent it's a stigma or an insurmountable obstacle. It's 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 a problem without a solution. You cannot change your identity. So I actually think focusing on it is disempowering to the individual, and it's a, and it's a scam because it's hopeless. Absolutely. When there's no solution to it, and you're promising solutions and mobilizing around it, it's a total scam. Whereas if people are poor and suffering, and their parents don't have anything to retire on or to take care of, and you can demonstrate in some objective way that you are able to produce at the highest levels, you they let you into that club, and then you you do have the surplus capital and the surplus. Like I think of Ron Paul, like he had enough capital to stop being a doctor and go be a troublemaker in Washington. Now that's a, that's when then they had to like all right, but we need a progressive tax rate to make sure that doesn't happen too often. Yeah, and me, you know, I mean, I I didn't like. Uh, I I'm here at the benefit. Of my main job is taking care of kids, and I have this opportunity to do this. But most people can't really do it because they're really busy with the overworked full time jobs. Yeah, and and a lot of people that come from that overcome a lot that start in a you know a, a, they struggle and they overcome if they do not fit the right intersectionality thing then they're going to be punished once they do reach the pinnacle you know what i mean oh well that's a whole nother thing it's like that crazy it's like the minimum wage thing it's as if minimum wage is reserved for guys who have like six kids and nobody can work and they're all handicapped or whatever, you know, it's not, it's not like that. And, and wage saying, please don't, don't even get me started. Ocasio-Cortez is against tipping, which proves a hundred percent that her story is full of it. I was making after taxes, $17 an hour as a waitress. Like if you did the math when I was 17, I remember thinking, oh, I'm 17 and I'm making $17 an hour. Yeah. I mean, after taxes and my salary, my paycheck was zero because you got paid like two bucks. And then the tax they did take after Reagan, they did take taxes out. So the paycheck was zero. It was just tips. And now they're talking about giving people $15. And what happens is the restaurant owner puts 15% on the tab. Looks like that's what you're giving, but they don't have to give that to the waitress when it's a fifteen dollar minute. Yeah. They just give fifteen dollars, which is always less on an hourly basis than fifteen percent of the check she's turning. Yeah, she's it's not a, making a lot of friends who are bartenders with that such position. Such a scam. Such a scam. You know, if I ever meet her, I'm just gonna ask her one question. What's that? What's the difference between a sour and a flip? Oh, you're going to test her drink knowledge. Yes. Don't tell anybody. Did you see that she, she did like a it. bartending shift uh, as what? a promotional thing recently? Oh, she did? Yeah. She must have heard me say that. This has happened to me once or twice before. Like I say something and then they fix the flaw. Yeah. So they, I was like, they unless they really trained her as a bartender so that she knows all this. Dang it. I knew I shouldn't have said anything. Well, I don't know what that. kind of drinks she made. They might have been simple drinks. No, but I mean, she's smart. She could totally, it doesn't take much to figure it out. It's just that if she didn't see it coming, it would have really been great. But oh, oh well. 
So I do have I this. I want to I want to tell you like the I, I when I talked about the Virginia Beach shooting, I talked about a very specific thing that nobody else talked about, and it came up this week in a follow up, and I want to uh, tell you about that after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. Binkley just found something super interesting that is a during the break that he's been seeing lately anyway. So he found this, the Iran video purportedly proves that the story's real, our narrative is real. But the video you showed, Binkley, was that it looks totally fake, right? Yeah, it's black and white, it's grainy, and it's from a distance. Right, okay. That makes people feel like they can, they can't be fooled because they can tell when something isn't real. Yeah. So what else would make people think they couldn't be fooled? If they are taught how to spot a deep fake. And who might teach them that? Well, there's a website for that. You can <laughs> and, test and your ability. Who is promoting that website? World Economic Forum, CNN. Yeah, it's all over the place. It's just funny because like the World Economic Forum is they. Yeah. Quote they, and they are creating the deep fakes that will completely destroy. I mean, maybe that's the last straw for the jury system like you could have videos and be like well we can't be trusted because whatever so but you're not going to be super afraid of them if you're if you're taught that there's a tell yeah if you think you can spot them then you're probably going to be um bamboozled by them more than (laughs) others yes exactly and the way they'll do it is maybe this maybe this is the way they're doing it but they would do it exactly in this way where they have like a major thing. I think I've heard something like this recently. They'll have like a major thing that people are causes real problems because of a deep fake. And mo- a lot of people will be like, I knew that was fake. I could tell that was fake. And that will reassure them that they yeah. cannot be duped. Yeah, yeah. False confidence. Oh, nice. I love a little, I mean, it's, that's a pretty digestible one. But I do like that it's something that's in... If it's given a name, it means that it's got a role yeah. and it's used. So, all right, I want to give that update about the Virginia Beach shooting and how I think that, like all these, are exploited for other reasons. So I'll get to that in a sec, 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me. I need some tweets. Let's read some tweets after the break at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. I'm not interested in fantasy. I'm interested in reality. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. So I definitely want to wrap up the Stanford thing. I want to get to some tweets, but I have to just read. Did I read this paragraph on air about since he pleaded guilty? Did, did you hear this? Since he, this is the conclusion about this Coach Vandermeer, who read the article from the Wall Street Journal. I mean, it's awful that the guy Singer, who scams people out of this money, that, that this, uh, who knows what punishment Singer's going to get. It breaks my heart for the Stanford coach. So since he pleaded guilty, Mr. Vandermeer and his family moved to a friend's beach house. That's nice. To uh, After he lost his lease at his Stanford housing, he enrolled in online classes at Cornell University towards a certification in project management, knowing he will probably need a new career. This is a guy who did nothing wrong. Yeah. He did nothing wrong. He was he has to pay for the boats. He has a couple of admission slots to do that. And 
when he did get some money from this guy, he brought it, put it right into the department thing. Every person this guy brought him, he thought had some sailing experience. I mean, it was Singer was scamming these people. Yeah. And it wasn't like he was saying, oh, no, she's not really very good. He was saying she's good. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like she these people weren't this guy was not in on it. It's awful. And and this is a function of uh, plea bargains. If you weren't allowed to do that. And I don't even and there's no damages. I mean, there's no crime here. They were trying to get the prosecutors say uh, they that it's going to the outcome could mean prosecutors are facing a high bar in landing significant prison time for others where there are fundamental questions over whether the crime actually caused financial losses. There's no damages. Singer was the one who was defrauding people. Yeah, and the news is making it like the damages is against the people who did not get into college there. I don't even think that any that happened at all. There were the other two individuals they talk about as being part of this uh, of the students as being part of the scam. It says um, Mr. Singer returned with a second prospect in 2017, offering a financial reward if Mr. Vandermeer designated the applicant as a recruit which prosecutors said he did. Mr. Singer sent $110,000 to the sailing program the following spring, even though the applicant chose to go to Brown. And then, so the applicant did not end up going to Stanford. After all of that? Yes. And and it says, then Mr. Singer offered three other recruits who could come in place of that student, prosecutors said. Uh, A falsified athletic profile for one, a young woman from Vegas, said she commuted to Long Beach and Newport Beach to train. She was approved as a sailing recruit, but ultimately chose Vanderbilt. Mr. Singer sent 160000 last fall. So I don't even know if the coach recommended the two who are not followed up on. I mean, there's not one single story in this whole thing of him helping somebody unqualified to get into the school who went to the school. So people who were accused of cheating to help their children get into a school after cheating said, you know what, we're going to go somewhere else. Right. So my guess is those people aren't being prosecuted because yeah. they didn't end up at Stanford. It's just so screwy. But who goes to Brown or Vanderbilt? I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I, it, I don't know. I really don't know. I guess I don't know my rankings. So let's do some tweets and then I'll give you the Virginia Beach thing. Let me just do the Virginia Beach thing and then I'll give you some tweets. You give me some tweets. Okay. The Virginia Beach thing is just this. When we talked about the shooting, I said, I don't think this is really about gun control. It's like the Iran straits thing right now that's happening it's they're not trying to spark a war this time they're trying to do other stuff this time they're trying to get ships into the streets of hormuz they're trying to get the united states to be the police force that that uh, watches out for all those tankers on our dime by the way so i think the gun dialectic is in fact the gun control versus the gun rights people i think it is absolutely the same lever that immigration terrorism and the drug war are used on the right this is what's used on the left to get them to give up to change on their rights so they don't want to give give up the gun rights gun control battle not only because it's one of the few things like abortion that keeps the left right dialectic the republican democrat dialectic alive because of the supreme court argument but because as a dialectic, it's effective in, in what it's doing is it's demanding action short of banning guns as a compromise. 
So after Sandy Hook, you expected a bunch of gun control laws to come down. But the, the what actually happened was Obama took out a hard-won provision from Obamacare where you could not, doctors, pediatricians could not ask families about gun ownership. That was quietly removed. Now they do it. Really? Just, those little things that happened after Sandy Hook were more about surveillance and other things. And that encourages you to put people in those jobs who don't like guns, who suspect guns and what, want like them removed. What, like pediatricians? Do what? Pediatricians? Yeah. But who and what jobs? Well, actually, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if college admissions for medical school, which is highly limited, does have political profiles. Although a lot of doctors are smart about that, but they're pre-existing doctors. They're not the post-Obamacare yeah. doctors. I don't know. So, so they, so these shootings, I think often are what I'm observing is emerging is they're using the dialectic to get other things passed. And we're all like, Oh, at least they didn't take the guns. They didn't take the guns. Thank goodness. They didn't take the guns. They'll take everything else. Well, you, you should put crazy people in jail. I mean, obviously, you know, so the, the red flag movement, the red flag law movement is being led by Republicans and every article that you say, says, or at least supported by them, will say, uh, uh, finally, bipartisan compromise on one common sense gun measure. But the mental <sighs> health thing is yeah. the worst of all because they can take anyone and put them away without due process. It's yeah. the worst of all. Yeah. It's the worst. I mean, we absolutely positively need the Fifth and Sixth Amendments. You have to have them. And this bypasses that. It's worse than the plea bargain strong-arming to get people in jail who may or may not have actually committed a crime. These are people who have not committed crimes yet who will, don't even get the constitutional protections that accused criminals get. Yeah, and the more that that's allowed to happen, the more they can apply this mental health standard to other areas. Of course, of course. It only starts with the thing that's the most egregious. And then it's everything. It's the rights to see your kids, probably. Are you a conspiracy theorist? Well, you uh, have a mental problem. Save that for another day, because <laughs> I have, as long as your arm, a list of things that we should do it with the um, anti-vax hysteria movement. Yeah. Let's let's save that, like conspiracy hysteria and all that uh, uh, for a little special report. But I, but I've noticed that with these shooting things, these shooting stories, there's always there's always another agenda served. With Parkland, it did shut down the internet, that's for sure. But it started with these, it started these red flag laws, which absolutely, what was in place in Parkland at the time, if this guy had really been under police scrutiny 35 times for people calling, he would have been locked up. And yeah. he's a mental case. That's ridiculous. They have that stuff already. But there's also a lot of other things that are going down uh, with these other shootings, like uh, privilege, privacy and privilege violations uh, are coming down, like doctor client, lawyer client, priest penitent, spousal. Though Columbine, I think, in, oh yes, in Columbine, they're, they're starting to say that at-risk or identified youth need to see therapists and that the government can monitor the the either the conclusions of the therapist or whatever and it follows them into adulthood it's pretty scary there's a, what yeah. mm -hmm. it's a wall street journal article i've tweeted it and posted it yeah i mean i don't have it in front of me but wow yes it's really scary and uh, another 
the priest penitent, that's a law in California. They're trying to say if if a penitent confesses to child molesting, the priest has to turn him in, which if they're going to do it for that, they're going to do it for murder and rape and everything. So that would mean confession goes away. And confession is actually a very useful tool yeah. in helping people atone. You can't even get a good confession if you are not committed to amending and you would just not go. I it mean, It becomes gonna... a legal confession. What is? What? It would become a legal confession. Yes, right, which you're never going to do. So it makes no sense. But the spousal thing, I think, was something that was breached, broached with the Pulse nightclub. They put the wife on trial for like being complicit in it. She got off. They should have put the dad on trial. Yeah. Like, pictures of him in the White House. He used to right? have a YouTube channel where he would say all kind of crazy stuff. The uh, the Pulse shooter's dad? Yeah. Yeah, he was like had deep intelligence connections. It was kooky. Uh Due process is definitely in the crosshairs. You have Joe Manchin saying due process is killing us right now because that Pulse shooter was known to the FBI. And, you know, you can't keep someone in jail until they do something wrong. I mean, what kind of a system is that? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, (laughs) I like it. Uh, Encryption. They want to make sure that your phones can be hacked into by them, which means they can be hacked into by others. That's what the San Bernardino shooting was exploited for. And, And the censorship. The Parkland definitely impacted the ability to make good searches on Google anyway. But the you pointed out, Binkley, the live stream, the New Zealand shooter helped to make a call for a solution to the fact that live streaming is dangerous. Yeah, they've already started restricting it, who can use it and how it's used. Uh, I even think I think that live streaming is essential to I think all all government monitored cameras and audio should be live streamed mm-hmm. because if they have a right to it without a warrant, then so do we. It yeah. means there is no legal requirement at all for constant surveillance. We own those cameras and we should see it. Similarly, I think all trials should be live streamed. Yeah. All, all discussion, if you want to do discussions of please or whatever, but... Let's just see it all and put put the questions about these things to bed. But in any none of those cases were there chur- jury trials, so you don't get to fully vet what actually happened. So the solutions they offer us wouldn't necessarily impact cases like this. Uh, but I did want to get a couple of tweets, so go. All right, I have a tweet from Politishark who says, I have no clue why you're saying Judge Napolitano has been a Trump backer. Nothing could be further from the truth. I I gave Judge Napolitano the benefit of the doubt for giving Trump the benefit of the doubt for a while. Stuff that I thought, and he was getting a little weird about some of his interpretations. I mean, technically he'd be right about this or that, but it didn't, didn't feel right to me. I thought there was something up with him. And after he had that big meeting with Trump, like as soon as Trump was inaugurated, I thought, geez, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that one. But the last straw for me with Judge Knapp was when he attested to the fact that Bill Barr was solid citizen, great guy, true blue patriot. Bill Barr really was bad news. I did a, a whole show or two on the many, many Deep state activities and not Obama holdovers. Do not ruin that word for me. <laughs> deep state killed Kennedy. It is not Obama holdovers. But he 
So he, I mean, he's just knee deep in this stuff. And that Judge Knapp, he could say, I don't know anything about the guy. But to say that he knew him yeah. and that he was a good guy was just could not be true. Yeah. So I lost faith in Judge Knapp. But then more recently, he's absolutely right back uh, in the in the saddle. And I don't, I try not to hold people to too high a standard. I mean, there's some stuff that just gets you kicked off the darn air. Well, he was I mean, especially off, Fox. right? Huh? He was kicked off for like a couple of weeks after he said the British were behind the Russian. I don't know about that. I know, I think that was a takeoff on something that was already out there when he made his, one of his last shows, he had his own show. One of his last shows was how... Almost all terrorist plots are FBI setups. So the FBI finds some vulnerable guy, gives him a bomb, and then arrests him for having a bomb. Yeah. Like, that's it. And that's when plea bargains are absolutely outrageous because then you have these people who are mentally defective. They're entrapped, and they would never. I mean, they would, they're, they're probably facing a capital punishment or something close to that. They would never fight it in court. And then you see someone like Ross Albert who does fight it and then gets his head handed to him on a on a silver platter. But uh, yeah, so that's when Napolitano really got taken down and people thought it was for that. The more recent one I thought maybe was playing into the, the trialectic, I'm going to call it. Yeah. Now. Anyway, wrap it up after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are wrapping it up. Sorry to say, there's always so much more to talk about, which is actually what we do a lot of times on the podcast. So Binkley and I have a podcast that we post on thepropreport.com on Thursdays, but we also post this show commercial-free on Wednesdays, also on thepropreport.com. And uh, I put a lot of little tidbits up. Somebody just texted me, uh, a, a mom finds her daughter... 25 feet down a mountainside. I've noticed for weeks now, I noticed it like the third one. There are all these stories of people falling to their deaths. I don't understand it. So I'm going to give you a little hashtag what to watch out for. And uh, you can go to thepropreport.com and see Binkley and I and, and listeners chime in with their thoughts about the headlines that are constantly bombarding us. So the headlines are often misleading, but we've got some great insights from our listeners on there. And uh, we're always with an eye to defending our rights and protections against an overreaching government that is is just looking to take more and not for us. It's for some somebody else. Anyway, so what do you want to add, Binkley, and then we'll wrap it up? Subscribe to the Propaganda Report podcast. I will link it on Twitter. Okay. At Freedom Act Radio. That's right. And I'm at Monica Perez Show. And then, um, but we also are kind of doing our own Twitter equivalent there on thepropreport.com. That's going to be super fun. Until next week, we will be back right here on WSB Saturday from 3 to 6. This is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.